Gutom na ako. Kamusta ka na? Anong-anong ginawa mo sa eskwela kanina? Pagod na ako. Masaya ako. Kumusta ka na? Inaantok ako. Pagod na ako. Nainis ako. Masaya ako. Clarice Aguilera is the founder of the Tagalog Project, and she invited us to to read a children's book at the Filipino Storytime, a project that she's been working on for the past year. So we chose to read the book Tough Guys Have Feelings Too by Keith Negley. It spoke to us as fathers and spoke to the idea of being emotionally open and positive parenting, and that's how this whole connection started. It's not always easy being a tough guy. That's Clarice interpreting it into Tagalog. She translated herself. I started doing Filipino story time or you know, even this like the Tagalog project just because I wanted to have Isabel um, have play dates, uh, Filipino play dates and you know, get to know about her her culture and you know, really have a sense of identity since she's a uh, mix. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't be out of place or she would just you know, I want her to have like to start at asking questions mm-hmm. and um, she would have a sense of identity, you know, growing up. You know, it, it's really important for me to like have uh, have Isabel learn Tagalog, mm-hmm. and at least even though she's not fluent, just say a few words. Mm-hmm. And again, also since we're the only ones here, I'm from um, LA. I mm-hmm. grew up in LA, mm-hmm. but I moved to the Bay Area, and all of my family is in um, in LA. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to reach out to the community, and you know, if there's no other Filipino relatives, maybe I could make friends, yeah. and you know, I started doing uh, Filipino story time actually as a meetup group mm. and it started uh, when she was like 11 months and there were uh, just like two parents yeah. and and there were two toddlers who could barely speak and so I was pretty much the only one singing Bahay Kubo. Surprisingly, it, it started growing, and at first, um, the Filipino story time was meant to be, you know, to kind of outsource or uh, uh, reach out to native speakers. There's a lot more Filipino Americans who are non-native mm-hmm. who decided to come, and um, you know, we started a, a Facebook group and then Instagram. 
account and that it, it just started to grow and you know it's hard to do these um, events and so I wanted yeah. to, it to be sustainable and it's not every month it's not always me doing something so yeah. I kind of reached out to the community and started inviting guest readers so we would get like you know like a, an author like mm -hmm. next month we're gonna have Justine Villanueva mm -hmm. and she's an author of a children's book um, we've had um, Sorry Sorry Storybooks here, which she, she writes um, uh, storybooks or children's books in different uh, dialects. Oh, okay. So she's done like Cebuano, Bisaya, um, Chavacano books, and she's read here at the Pinot Library. And um, we've had, you know, we just have like interesting uh, yeah. uh, subjects that range in, you know, positive parenting or like, um, we've had, uh, you know, a talk about children and how to talk to them about race. And we had uh, mm. Joanne Rondilia to do a, a talk on that because she's a scholar that specializes in, like, colorism. So, it, you know, it's something that we should be talking about. And um, I hope that we are open to this kind of discussion. And um, I hope more of these events are happening throughout yeah. our community not just here so well cool yeah. thank you for inviting us thank you where can they find you I mean, we've already linked you up where can they find you so uh you can find me or dm me on instagram i'm most active there i'm also on facebook um mm -hmm. you can also message you know uh ww uh tagalogproject.com mm -hmm. i have a email there and so instagram um, is at the tagalog project all one word yes okay. I'm just going to dive into kind of like this whole topic. Um, I know there was fatherhood and feelings or um, other things, but this actually started, the, the way that we connected with Clarice is uh, through, through the interwebs, the magic of the interwebs. Um, uh, one day, I followed this podcast and listened to this podcast called the Fil This Filipino American Life Podcast. Anyone familiar with that? Okay, great. And so they had a, they had a, they had an episode, and I think they re referenced. Um, yeah, they the did an episode project. on positive Filipino phrases. Yeah, yeah, and it so was episode eighty nine, uh, Tifal, and um, they, you know, I posted it. I posted this um, a list of um, of phrases, Filipino phrases. And they picked it up, uh, you know, somehow it, it got everybody into their feelings and they did a discussion about it. And so that's how you yeah. found out. Yeah, so we looked at the, the Instagram post and we, we both listened to that, that episode in particular. And we kind of just did our own episode to kind of reflect on that, um, just to see if we related to what they were talking about or if we didn't relate to it. And a big part of it is that uh, one of the sections that we do in our podcast, the last uh, segment is called Dad Moments, which essentially is something that either we're learning or something cool or something sad or something, something, <laughs> something feelings involved. Um, and so it, it kind of reflected a lot of what we're, we were doing. And so Clarice reached out and we kind of, this is how it, it all got connected. Um, uh, so... You mentioned that you posted the positive parenting statements on Instagram. Yes. Why did you do that? So why did I do that? Um, why I wrote it? Well, because I wanted to be more 
positive and use kind words, you know. Uh, growing up in the Philippines, we tend to use a lot of negative words. And you often hear uh, the phrase, Is That translates to, don't cry or you will look ugly. So I wanted to avoid these comments in parenting. And unfortunately, these are what I remember. So I kind of have to retrain my brain to kind of, um, you know, uh, have more positive uh, phrases. So I started doing the tag uh, Tagalog phrases on Instagram. Um, if, you know, you can follow me on at the Tagalog Project uh, to help, you know, to help me be more mindful, and you know, uh, so that what I say to Isabel is more, more thoughtful. And um, you know, like most of you, the Tagalog doesn't really roll off my tongue. Like, you know, like it doesn't just come out naturally. I have to really think about it. Even though I'm a native speaker, it's like. Since the dominant language is English, mm -hmm. I still have to really like be intentional about what I'm saying. So, um, you know, in the beginning, I was just saying things that are like convenient and easy. So I started writing them down, and it's like, what am I? What do I really mean? And um, you know, I, I throughout this process, throughout this project, this Tagalog project, I really found that language really shaped the way you think. And what you say in English may not have, you know, a direct translation in Tagalog. Mm. And sometimes the Tagalog uh, word is really a mouthful, so it's like I want to figure out what, like what that is. And uh, writing them down helps me remember it. And for example, like one of the phrases was, "I'm proud of you." Uh, you know, that's something that, I don't know if you guys heard that in, in Tagalog growing up. Did you guys have an experience, you know, your, your mom said, I'm proud of you. Well, in, in English, you know, fortunately, in, but not, not, I don't remember in Tagalog. I don't even know if I got it in English. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> Feelings, man. Feelings. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's how I started this whole Tagalog project, is just to be more mindful and uh, be intentional about what the words I use. Cool. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, like, when you first spread that and when you, you were listening to the, um, the other podcast as a reference and uh, why we got into that conversation? It's been a while, but I remember yeah. it really resonating with me. Mm -hmm. um, and we had been talking about this since we've been doing the pod about being more aware of kind of what the messaging is, uh, being, you know, even though I was born in the Philippines, but I feel like I'm Filipino-American, you know. Uh, so just recognizing, I think, how I grew up and how I want to, how I, I want to be different. Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so... If, uh, Expressing feelings is really important. Who my partner um, uh, leads that a lot with Malcolm is talking to Malcolm a lot about you know um, our feelings and her feelings and his feelings. And you know the, the other night uh, he was kind of he was sick, but he also was getting itchy um, from some pajamas I think, or he was just annoyed. And he was just like, "I'm itchy. Um, it's it's upsetting me." <laughs> I kept on saying it a few times. And I was like, oh, that, that's great that you're using these terms. I'm also I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> trying to cognizant of feelings, but um, yeah. Uh, 
fortunately in our house we have that agreement to talk, to be um, to have that kind of openness in terms of uh, right definitely yeah. I mean uh, recently Isabel is also saying I'm frustrated mm -hmm. so she's recognizing these feelings these big emotions and I think that's really um, important to to teach our kids like what your feelings mean and like the differences you know there's like so many emotions that we're feeling and they, they sometimes that's why they throw a tantrum because they don't know how to how they're feeling and what these feelings are about and so it's, it's helpful for them to yeah. do uh, so that we uh, it's helpful for them to to kind of verbalize what those those feelings are so when when we were when we had this discussion, we, we, we were talk we were look, we were kind of reflecting on this as Filipino dads or Filipino American dads, and looking at the kind of like the stereotype of Filipino dads in particular, and I say stereotype because we we know that all fathers are a little different, but that stereotype of being stoic and reluctant to, um, or unable to express positive emotions, or reluctant to show any emotion aside from anger or annoyance or frustration um, or fear. Uh, we're curious to hear from you in the room if that was relatable. Is that a relatable experience? Is that something that you saw or experienced um, in your household? Again, whether it's a Filipino household or not. Um, and as an add-on side question to that, is, is that style of parenting that some is that style of parenting something you value? Uh, because we're not judging it. It's like, is that something that you value or emulate as a parent? Um, or is that something you're choosing not to emulate and trying to do something different? Well, I think I, I, I you know, I, I agree that um, most Filipino dads are, you know, they don't really show emotions or I think that the stereotype is true. Um, I think being masculine, oh, being masculine in Tagalog is, you know, to be macho or barako, right? Barako is, is, is a, um, to be masculine and I think Filipino boys have like that added pressure to not not to cry not to show um, emotion um, I think I remember growing up um, yeah that's why that that phrase resonated with me you know like that's that they said that the adults said that not just to girls or to, to, to it's it's me uh, it's a lot a lot of it is also to boys yeah and um, I think masculinity in our culture is, you know, it's more thought of as more traditional. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's also because of the culture in the country is very patriarchal. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with like the father figure that's like the dad just like kind of set the law and the rules. Yeah. And the mom were kind of more passive and like, oh, okay, let me and and so I think it's really like for the boy to grow up like the dad, like your feeling should not be as um, there as like for girls. Yeah. And so to me, that's kind of like hard for like the the male, like for my brother, mm -hmm. because it's, it's hard for him to express. Yeah. So that's like kind of the expectation, and I grew up in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And that's like the yeah. So that's my experience of like the father. Yeah. yeah. Have you had discussions with your brother about those things, or is it just 
I, mean, I assume not because of the, <laughs> the culture, right? Yeah, but also, well, my dad too is like like abroad, so he's like always always down with you. So like, mm-hmm. you didn't really have that um, experience behind like a relationship, like strong No, appreciate it. Does that does um, what, oh I guess we won't use names, but um, does that experience resonate with other people in here? I see nods. Um, and how has that? I mean, the the big question for us is how 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 did those experiences? How have those experiences influenced how you're parenting now? Which is you know their transition to why we chose a book about feelings for. In particular, sons, since we both have sons, and yeah, Anson obviously has a daughter too. But how has that those ex- experiences kind of ch- influenced how you have chosen to to parent? Well, I mean, I'll start by saying that I'm aware. I'm definitely more aware of my emotions and what how I react or act, how that's going to be perceived by my kids. That being said. I also feel like I'm programmed the same way that my dad was. So there's an awareness, but it's also really hard to change because of that's what I've been used to for, you know, 40 years. Can you give an example? Uh, Well, I mean, I suppose you mentioning about expressing expressing visibly only fear, anger, and... Um, what's the other frustration. one? Yeah, frustration. Yeah, frustration. Right? I, I know that I do that. And there was, a, I think, a time where... Um, Ginny's over there, but... Uh, there was a period where I felt like every time I was addressing my daughter, it was... I was talking like I was frustrated. But I'm not, I'm not really frustrated. That's just how it comes out. Right? And um, I actually caught myself one time and I said I calmed down for like a few seconds then I told her like hey if you think I'm being mean to you just let me know because it might just be an automatic reaction to whatever's happening there obviously might be something else Um, and you know if she I told her like if she feels like I'm being especially mean and she didn't do anything that she should tell me. Hmm. Um, it felt good to say that to 
I mean, um, I'm not sure if she's going to be able to actually say, hey, Dad, chill with that right now. Um, but I felt like for me it was like a milestone because I was like, okay, cool. I can, I've made that step, so maybe I can take a little bit more as I, yeah. you know, as I go through more, you know, yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, I definitely acknowledge my feelings. You know, like, I can't help, like, if, if she's, like, doing something and it's annoying me and or she's asking too many questions, like, ah! You know, I, I, I have to, like, express that, even though it's, like, a negative emotion. I don't think, uh, but I mean, I, I'm more aware of my emotions, definitely, as I'm, you know, well, I'm, I have, uh, this is my, I'm a first-time mom or, like, a uh, new mom. So I definitely... Um, you know, acknowledge my feeling and I tell Isabel, you know, like, for example, like, mommy is really upset. You're really upsetting mommy, you know. Um, like, we, we talk in Tagalog in, in my home, so I would say, you know, pag hindi ka nakikinig sa mommy, naiiyamot ang mommy. <laughs> like, when you don't listen to mommy, mommy gets frustrated. So I, I express that emotion and I like verbalize it like I name what that ima emotion feels like and um, you know even like when we're having arguments like me and my husband like uh, if we're having not like explosive arguments but like when we have like you know we're expressing each other's um, sides or you know we have a disagreement like you know I actually show Isabel that we're having an argument you know we don't like Go in. It, mm. We used to go in the other room, or we used to go in the car, and like, okay, we gotta do it, you know. But there's been times where we have been, um, you know, doing like this cross, like back and forth. We're not like, you know, mean to each other, but we're just we're expressing our, um, our frustrations, and Isabel can see that, and you know we're not screaming at her but it's like it's you know you can see and i think you know what do you guys think about that like showing the kids yeah. that you're arguing that it's okay to argue and then later on we usually like say okay mommy and daddy are ups are upset and we um you know we we have a disagreement and we we are sorry that you know we're working it out you know mm -hmm. something like that mm -hmm. so She's aware that there's a range of emotions, yeah. mm. and that she's not sheltered from that, you know, explosive. Or you know, it, we're not like violent or anything. <laughs> no, you're, you're so, just but, being a real couple. Yeah, a real exactly. People, yeah, right? we're like it's a real. couple. You know, yeah. there's a disagreement sometimes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're, I definitely like. It's hard to hide that yeah. stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and I think it's the important thing that we. In talking about like the feelings, and it's not saying that negative feelings are bad because we're always going to feel that. Right? I mean, as parents, we're going to feel everything for all purposes. Like we could be hell annoyed with our kids for no good reason, just because we're tired, but also be very annoyed with them for very good reasons. Um, and expressing that is just part. I mean, and part of that is the learning piece, right? And then the the the, the big thing um, that you know we try to do at home is not. Is after there's the the interaction between us and Malcolm, um, where he's really upset and we're trying to um, process with him. Is that after he's done and calmed down, then we talk about okay, why do you think mommy's upset? Why do you think daddy was upset? 
Can you tell us why you threw that? What were you thinking or what were you feeling? Because after, you know, you know, when they're seeing red, they can't really like disconnect from it. They need to figure, you know, figure out ways to calm down. So it's just kind of, I always, I, I would assume it's the same thing as, as clarifying with her after yeah. those arguments is that, you know, we feel things, but we love each other. Yes. And this is just part of how we, we express each other. And then we, you know, we're here. Right? Yep, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> um, anything to add or any thoughts? I just want to say props to you, Clarice, yeah. because <laughs> yeah. sometimes I'll just ball it all up. Oh. You know, which again is, I'm, I feel like I'm programmed that way, you know, um, but I recognize it. I, I, you know, I recognize it. There's lots of passive aggressiveness too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going. I was just going to say that uh, probably the most challenging part of helping our children manage their own behavior or their own emotion is actually managing our own mm -hmm. as a parent. Mm -hmm. So I'm a Filipino mom and I'm also a psychotherapist. So I mainly work with Filipino families in my practice. Um, so I happen to teach my kids that more consciously because knowing, you know, the cultural norms of the way we parent back in the islands. Mm -hmm. And so um, just allowing children space to express is very important to mm -hmm. me. And the younger kids are, even just this morning, I'm helping one of my twins to manage her frustration. So... Actually, I use a lot of storytelling, especially for younger kids, because it's very hard to converse back and forth and allow them to process. Mm -hmm. That would be more for older kids. Mm -hmm. Not that you shouldn't try that, certainly. Right. But there's also a lot of the different approaches. Mm -hmm. But yet again, even as a psychotherapist, um, the most challenging part is actually regulating our own emotions, because you might know a lot of things about child rearing and parenting. It's not about that. It's actually about, you know, are you how tired are you? Mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you know, uh, self-care also is very important for parents. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I just want to point that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can know a lot, but it's really important. <laughs> well, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, the, Anton and I were talking about this the other day. The, the interesting thing about this book, and also I think the author kind of explains it when he in some interviews, is that, yes, this is a message to his son, because he's writing it for his son, but really it's a message to himself. Or when you're on top of the world. It's kind of a reminder that um, it's okay for this child, son, daughter, whatever, to be expressing these feelings or experiencing these feelings.
matter how strong. And it's modeling it for them, but it's a really big reminder that yes, of course you're going to be frustrated when you can't find your toy. And then you're going to be yelling at us and kind of getting to the root of it. Of course they're going to be sad when they lose a race. Um, and how do we help them with with processing that sadness instead of it us being annoyed with them because two hours later they're being really mean to us <laughs> and maybe they're still processing that loss and that you know that sadness how do you display and verbalize the wide range of emotions you feel as parents so we're talking about like we, we can it's kind of easy and reflexive to uh, express frustration and anger um, because there's lots of reasons to be frustrated and angry with our kids but also, there's lots of reasons to be very proud of them, very um, smitten by them. And how, how do you, I'm just curious, either you two, I'll share it to you, or anyone else, how, how, do, you, how do you share that with them? If you do. <laughs> I suppose, like, lots of high fives, fist bumps, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, or I'll, you know, Jenny just like kind of leveled up in gymnastics, right? So hey. I'll I'll point out something that I saw her do, and I said, mm -hmm. "Oh, I noticed that you you're you're doing this move a lot better." Like I know last week, you know, you were struggling, but great job this week or whatever, right? Um, I think that's it's probably pretty easy when it's something that's kind of active or. You know, you expect them to get better as they practice more. But um, I'll usually try and mention something specific mm -hmm. that I noticed, mm -hmm. as opposed to just in general, hey, I'm proud of you, or good job. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I want to let her know that I'm paying attention to mm -hmm. something specific, right? Mm -hmm. That's for me. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. That's... I think that's the same for me. Yeah. yeah. Just be more specific and... Um, uh, yeah, be more specific and uh, like name what that thing that she's um, struggling with. To add to that, it's more like you want to focus on what you want your child to do than what, what you want them to do. Right. Because when you kept saying stop right. this, they right. would remember the, 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 word, the stop. word and not right. the stop. Right. So they would do it again. Right. So to me, well, my daughter's nine now, so... When, but still, self-regulation and, you know, just like positive reinforcement and redirection, uh, what, what's working for us. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I have to remind myself of that. You know, before it was easier when he had less, uh, less words and less, you know, when they're smaller, it's a little easier to, to guide that. But, like, once you're... They're engaging a lot more, and they're autonomous. They're, there's a lot more to react to rather than be proactive with. Um, and also, a big reminder is, uh, especially we were just on a long trip, is a lot of that trip reminded me that it still takes them about 10 seconds to process what we're saying. So a lot of it, like for me, it was like when we were walking around, I'm like, Malcolm, stop. So you don't walk into the street and get hit by a car or a bike. But it takes them a while to process that because there's times when they're like, no, 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 okay. It's like, it's a, you know, like a very quick shift of, um, of reaction. No, I don't want to do this. I don't want... 
okay. It takes about 10 seconds. It's a good reminder for that. Yeah, again, that's like allowing them space to like, <laughs> realize what you're saying. Because, yeah, same with Isabel, because she's also like takes time for her to process things. Because she's only two. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. All right, so much. I'm, I'm doing time check. Uh, so, who here has seen the, the positive parenting phrases post on Instagram? Okay, so you have an opportunity to do, I, I reposted it on our Instagram, it's Papa Culture Pod. If you could open up your phones, um, you could see it now. Not, to, you could follow us or not. It, that, it was, it, 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 this is a logistical, this, that was a logistical practice. Instead of printing things and cu cutting it, I mean, you can follow us if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, the reason why is, to close this up, what, what I want you to do, if, you're, if your kids are here, is is to look at that list of positive statements and choose one of the statements. Um, and you know you could choose to do it in English or try Tagalog or do Tagalog if you're comfortable with it. Or do Tagalog if you're not comfortable with it. Um, grab your kids, say something, and say, choose one of those phrases, say it to them, and say something um, to them that made you feel happy or appreciative or get the feels of what they did. Um, and that's how, we're, how we'll close. Um, so, Go ahead and grab your kids. <laughs> Isabel. Yes. Bye, Dad. Bye. Okay, I need to say something to you. I have to follow this too. Here, here, Jenny. I enjoy listening to your stories. Um. Not that my love watching you play. You, when you're Isabel. playing, you're looking to grab and telling stories. Can you read it? You made a mistake, but as long as you like that, oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah, I really like um, Here, listening to Isabel's story. Story time is February 26th, I believe. It's um, sept uh, it's the fourth Saturday. No, no, 22. Sorry. Uh, next, uh, Filipino story time is uh, February 22, and we have another special guest, and it's an author, um, Justine Villanueva. She's the author of a Filipino children's story. Um, she's gonna be reading her new book. It's it's like a book promotion um, and we'll be doing an activity related to her book and yeah so I would like you guys to come back and um, you know join us again and thank you so much for Anton and John for doing no, this podcast um, really enjoyed this discussion um, yeah so if you guys are um, wanting to go um, you know you want to volunteer or if you want to you know, interested in reading a book, you know, just feel free to like, you know, DM me and I'm more than happy to have you host the next uh, Filipino Storytime.